Hi, everyone, and welcome back. I'm Kaylee Ruskowski, and this is the Anything But Bland podcast. On this podcast, we talk about business, community, and everything in between. This is the Bland and Associates podcast, and I'm not alone today. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, guys. Ashley Pulsewait here, and today we're going to be joined by a very special guest. We have Scott Miller, our Chief Information Officer. He has more than 26 years of experience leading technology strategy, And as CIO, Chief Information Officer, (laughs) Scott is responsible for overseeing the technology infrastructure, cybersecurity, and data management for us here at Blaine & Associates. So, Scott, welcome. Yes, welcome, Scott. Thanks, team. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you on, too. Tell us, Scott, so we can learn a little bit more about you. What can we find you doing outside of work? Oh, boy. Good question. Um, so, so I do uh, like to play tennis uh, once in a while if I ever get a, a break, but right. uh, you know, always uh, reading about the, the greatest and latest IT uh, types of topics and uh, find that very fascinating. So I guess that aligns well based on my, my job role. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can tell, yeah, he's passionate about yes, it. Yes, he is. And that is, IT certainly seems to be an area 24-7, 365. There is no downtime. Always changing, always yes. expanding. Banding, I guess. to know and and learn and evolve and all that. So, Scott, yes, thank you for joining us. And we're going to just run through some questions with you today about the IT environment and just what our listeners should be on the lookout for or tips. And so we'll have some questions for you. And for our listeners, we thought this would be a helpful area to cover in the podcast. When we had Scott join the firm, it opened up our eyes, you know, we are always, have always taken measures to keep our information as secure as possible and to bring in a fresh set of eyes to look at that. With his experience and knowledge. Yep, made us more aware and makes us feel even that much more secure. And so we just thought for our listeners, gosh, this is something truly to keep top of mind. And no matter what niche you're in. Exactly. Industry, organization Mm -hmm. type, uh, everyone Everyone has some risk in this area. So anyway, Scott, along those lines, what are some top security threats facing organizations today? Okay, team. Uh, thanks. So great question. And, and you know, that's a, that's a question that a lot of organizations are find very challenging uh, to manage. Um, but there are some, some basic steps, uh, you know, that you can uh, be aware of and look at the big ones that are out there. Uh, so you don't want to overwhelm small business or a firm, but you want to keep your, your eyes on the, the big hitters. So um, talking about the main one, the first one is phishing attacks. So this really is the biggest, most damaging widespread threat facing small businesses. Uh, phishing attacks account for 90% of the breaches that organizations face. They've grown 65% over just over the last year, and they account for over $12 billion in business losses. So phishing attacks occur when an attacker pretends to be a trusted contact, mm. entices a user to click a malicious link, and then they download a malicious file, give them access to sensitive information mm. and account details or credentials. So it, it seems very innocent, and that, that's kind of, kind of a strategy uh, that they use. So you hear phishing, a lot of times that's via emails and those kinds of uh, methods. There's another um, uh, form of phishing out there called vishing, and that's actually via a phone. So you can get a phone call. And they can ask for different kinds of information. 
and then they can apply that to to try to uh, gain contact to your account logins on, on computer information systems, for for example. So you know that that is one of the the big hitters out there. Uh, another one is malware attacks. Uh, so second biggest threat facing small businesses, and and that just encompasses a variety of cyber threats such as trojans and viruses. Uh, malware is uh, varied malicious code that the hackers create, and they try to steal data, destroy data, and uh, you know create things like uh, website downloads. Again, which which can seem innocent, um, and an unsuspecting user uh, can bring that into the environment. Uh, a third one that's been in the news a lot lately is ransomware. So it's one of the most common cyber attacks hitting thousands of businesses every year. And these attacks have only become more common and uh, lucrative based on the, uh, the attackers. Uh, so what basically what ransomware involves is uh, um, a nefarious attacker encrypting company data. So it cannot be used or assets accessed and then forcing the company to pay a ransom to unlock the data. Uh, typically for a small business, the ransoms run around 100K or so. So, oh goodness. you know, they, they make it just low enough where the small business can afford it, but mm-hmm. it's definitely a, enough to, to be hurtful as well. So that is uh, a very common recent attack. Uh, fourth, weak pack passwords. So, you know, I think we've all been guilty of this uh, for one reason or another. Uh, but again, uh, maintaining a weak passwords is, is a very high vulnerability that we have to look out for. So uh, the best thing to do for passwords is to kind of think of a, a sentence and then you can use the, the first character of the first word in a long sentence to, to help you out. That, that that usually yields a password that's difficult to uh, to hack and is something actually that you we can remember. Uh, the fifth one is insider threats. So um, the that's the threat that that a lot of businesses face. You have employees uh, rotate, rotating out, and maybe their accounts aren't uh, disestablished. Um, these actors can also access critical data about your company, harmful effects through greed or malice. Uh, who, you know, we all want to assume that we, we all work with great people. Um, and but one of the one of the strategies that protects us from insider threats is uh, a, a idea called least privileged access. And if we did have a, a bad actor inside the organization, uh, that would limit their or uh, harm they can do. So hopefully that helped uh, answer your question. Yeah, no, that was a great rundown. And I think you phrased it in a way that is easy to understand. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's maybe what some of our small business clients worry about is, you know, they hear a lot of technical IT terms and and they're not quite sure what that means or involves. And so the way you explained it, Scott, I think was excellent. And I think it makes, I know it makes me think of different examples of emails or other things I was just thinking that come through and so I'm sure for our listeners too what you had mentioned definitely resonates with the one that just comes to my all time is uh your grandma is in such and (laughs) such country and to help her come home you know I need this much money or your sosh or whatever so yes oh okay well thanks for telling us all those Scott that was like great information for us. So how do you recommend organizations stay current with involving security risks and threats? Oh, great. Another great question. Um, So really cybersecurity is an evolving threat continuously on a day-to-day basis. So it's really hard for even experts to keep up with everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, The government actually has a office called the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, uh, CISA, and, and their role is to actually do this function uh, so, so they track and share information about the latest cybersecurity risks, attacks, and vulnerabilities 
providing our nation with the tools and resources needed to defend against these threats. Uh, CISA provides cybersecurity resources and practices for businesses, government agencies, and they, they are responsible to share up-to-date information about high-impact types of security activity affecting the community writ large and uh, staying on top of these things. So, you know, CISA is a government agency. That's the responsibility. They have a great website um, that you can, anybody can go to in the, the agency or organization for small business. Um, also, another great uh, tactic is uh, to leverage a managed security services provider um, or a managed section response provider. We actually use one at Bland, uh, currently Arctic Wolf. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, they provide uh, daily updates on, on new threats that are, you know, good to know about, things to be cautious about. Uh, but, but again, there's just so many uh, new ones out there that pop up every day. It, it really is uh, best to, you know, offload that. If you're, if you're a small business to a third party mm-hmm. and, and let the experts, uh, you know, keep you up to date and protected. Yeah, that's a great point. It's it would be hard for any person oh. to be an expert in that area, I, let alone if you're running right your business. Right. Well, good thing Scott reads all the time. So. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> he keeps us safe right. here at Bland. Yes. <laughs> um, along with all that, like, what are some of the essential elements of a strong security program? If there's anything extra you want to add to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. That that's a great question. So you know, based on the the threats from that first question that we discussed, um, you know, kind of some of the protections that, that you can uh, enable uh, to make sure you don't fall victim to those uh, tactics. Uh, one of the main ones and the best one actually is um, called multi-factor authentication. Mm, oh, so yes. um, even if a uh, bad actor was to gain access to a username and password, if you have MFA multi-factor authentication enabled, uh, that would prevent that user from still gaining access to your account or data. So it's, it's really um, kind of an easy thing to enable. Most software as a service uh, products have that now. Um, there's also several enterprise uh, managed MFA tools out there. We use Duo um, at Bland, mm-hmm. and that works great through uh, Cisco. Um, but also through things through like Microsoft 365 and, and all those SaaS software uh, offer MFA. And if you are not using MFA, uh, that, that is the first thing you should turn on and start using um, another one that we, we talked about good password management, uh, that that's uh, kind of a no brainer. Um, a third one would be to, to audit user accounts. So we talked about when new people come in or leave, you want to make sure your user account list is up to date. Uh, that, that's a typical item that's overlooked by small businesses. And, uh, you know, you may have a user that left a year ago and, you know, they turn rogue for whatever reason, oh, <laughs> they, <come> in, <laughs> they, they do some damage. And so that, 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 that's a horrible thing. So, you know, you probably hear stories about um, people on Twitter or, you know, some of the IT layoffs that are going on and say, hey, I log, try to log into my account and I couldn't gain access. Well, you know, the best thing to do is if somebody does leave the firm is you, you have to cancel that access right away to prevent any, any kind of bad things happening. Uh, a fourth is just updating the software. So um, a lot of the, the software, there's weekly updates. I know it's, it's challenging and it's disruptive, but it's, it's just, you know, kind of the cost of doing business. So Every week, uh, you know, every day, the IT team is, is looking for updates that we need to update for the firm. Um, I, I'm sure, you know, you guys are impacted when you see a server update. We have to take the server offline. So we hate to do that, but we really have to get these updates in there. For sure. And make sure we're as protected as we can be. Um, a fifth is just to form a regular backup. And that really protects us from the ransomware. Uh, so the ransomware uh, hacker's power is that, 
they hold data that you can't gain access to. But if you back up your data um, regularly, then um, essentially that that does not give them any power because you can just go back to your backup from an hour ago and, and nice. retrieve that's everything that you know. need. So that's another uh, great one. Uh, six is encrypt sensitive data. So if you're sending emails with oh, yep. PII, uh, health information, you know, make sure it's encrypted. Uh, so that's called data in motion. Also data at rest should be encrypted. Um, the seventh, this is one of the most important ones, train your employees in cybersecurity awareness. So, mm-hmm. you know, training, 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 it, you know, everybody hates to get the, the quarterly or the annual cybersecurity awareness training, but uh, yeah, it no. is very important. <laughs> it's our favorite. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's some people really enjoy it, but some people are like, oh, I'm not. Again. <laughs> right. That's not us. That's not Ashley Ryan. We're <laughs> the people know. that are like always ex- really excited yes, to do yes. it. Right. Right. But it's extremely important. Even myself, you know, I, I do this for a living, but sometimes I'll, I'll forget one of the details. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm glad I refreshed myself on that, right. that fact. So that, that is very important. And, and last I would say is having a strong partner to, to help you out. Uh, so, so again, we use uh, MDR um, and a managed section response, third party company. There are several of them out there, several great vendors, and uh, they really help out a lot because that's what their expertise in that. And they, they're really looking at your environment on a 24, seven, three, six, five basis. So, you know, you, those, the hackers never stop. So you need somebody protecting you at a nonstop basis. For sure. One thing that comes to mind when you're talking about all this is Amazon. So Amazon, my Amazon account, like if I sign into a new computer or my sister signs on, it's always sending me a text message saying, Hey, did you sign in from here? Or I don't even know what other app it is where it has you verify by opening YouTube. I think oh, it might be Gmail. Right. It says, hey, hey, is this you? Like, open YouTube so we can verify. And I'm like, that's a new one. I've never seen that. Yeah. So, Yeah, that, that's that's a form of MFA, multi-factor mm-hmm. authentication. Okay. So that's, yeah, and that's there to protect you. And, and again, it can be frustrating because it's like, oh my gosh, I got three steps just to get into what I need right. to look at in Amazon. But it, but it it's really there. But feel safe because your credit cards are on Amazon, mm-hmm. you know, right. or that's a couple right. of them. So yeah, yep. it's worth the pain for sure. Well, Scott, thank you. Yeah, that was excellent. All, all of those different items you listed out in terms of kind of forming the basis for a security program. And so for our, our clients who maybe haven't really taken any steps in this area, what can they do to assess some of their vulnerabilities or risks? You mentioned the user account audit. And so I assume that might be one of them, but uh, what's, what's some easy places to start to identify where you may be a little bit weaker in your IT control? So another outstanding question. Uh, so I talked about some of the government agencies that are out there, uh, CISA, and there's another agency called NIST, and they have a cybersecurity framework that a lot of uh, the private sector use kind of as, as a baseline for, for doing this function. And uh, this cybersecurity framework really outlines five functions that represent critical steps in the approach to cybersecurity risk management. And the function one is identify. So that's looking, outlining the cybersecurity risks that threaten the company, uh, including all your assets, the personnel, the systems, and the data. So, you know, looking at what kind of laptops do I have? What's my network composed of? You know, do I have a a hybrid workforce um, or does everybody work in the office? I think most of us are hybrid now, so that Mm -hmm. that complicates matters and definitely needs to be looked at. Uh, Function two is called protect, and that establishes systems to defend the critical assets that were identified in in function one. Function three is detect, 
and that's identifying the events that could threaten the data security if, if they were to occur. Function four is respond. So that's act to neutralize threats as they arise according to predetermined procedures. And function five would be to recover, um, plan a course of action to restore functionality in event of a catastrophic incident. So these functions are broken down into several categories and subcategories. I, I don't want to get into too many details. I can talk <laughs> right. for hours at end, although I, I love to talk about this. And, and so, you know, that's just kind of the, the big picture about how a, a small business can assess the environment and, and really kind of prioritize uh, where they should put the, the security mitigations in place. For sure. So we've talked about all the things that can help protect them. So what if something happens like incident response and disaster recovery plan? Do you have any suggestions for our clients or anybody else out there listening? Yes, this is a very important uh, item and it often is overlooked by small businesses, but it's actually one of the, the most important pieces in the cybersecurity plan. So having a strong incident response plan is, is critical for a small business. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really dictates uh, what to do in the event of a, a security incident. Um, so it really, you, what you do, what the, the cybersecurity team for the firm does is they, they build a set of instructions, um, kind of going back to the previous question and uh, build this incident management plan or sometimes it's called an emergency management plan. Uh, and so it's, it's some of the, the kind of just to break it down at a, maybe an 80,000 foot level view is to look at and recognize and respond to an incident, um, assess the incident quickly and effectively. Uh, then you're going to want to notify appropriate individuals in org- of the organization of the incident, uh, organize the company response, escalate the company's response as needed, and then support the business recovery um, during the aftermath of the incident. So um, that uh, that is a very high level view, and mm-hmm. there's a very a lot of details in there to uh, to make all those things happen. Uh, the SANS Institute um, has an incident management one-on-one guide, uh, and, and they, again, kind of along the same lines of what I just mentioned, uh, preparation, identification, containment, eradication, recovery, lessons learned. So so how do we do that? You know, there's, again, uh, there's going to be some steps here that we, we take to, to make this happen. So one, step one is create a policy. Step two is going to be form an incident response team and define responsibilities. Step three is to f- develop playbooks for the various kinds of attacks that may occur for the company. Step four is create a communication plan, which, uh, you know, yourself, Ashley, we'd work uh, hand in hand with you to make sure that we have strategic communications going out to the firm. Correct. Step five is test plan where you actually got to test what you uh, plan for. A lot of times if you don't do this step, then things can go awry. If the real thing happens, you don't want that to uh, be the case. And then step six is identify lessons learned after you test the plan. So, uh, it, it's really um, just a matter of the team sitting down and, and some ways of doing this is what they call a tabletop exercise where you simulate various kinds of uh, incidents that can happen and various roles and what people are responsible for doing. And it's, it's really a great process to go through to make sure that if, if and when, unfortunately, if the real thing happens, the, the small business is fully prepared to uh, execute on, on this Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Uh, my mind is just like <laughs> trying to process. Yes. And impressed and just like, <laughs> yes, I'm so thankful we have Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, thank you for joining us on the podcast today and all the information. I know there's plenty share. more that you could share, yes. but I think this is perfect for like our clients just to get a little base level a primer information and then, about all of this. Yeah. And Scott mentioned, I think some 
accessible resources that we can share with our listeners. So we'll we'll get those from Scott. Those, in the, those in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, so Scott, thank you. We really appreciate you coming on and your thorough responses and realistic approach uh, that our listeners could try to implement. And keeping themselves. it in layman's terms. And yeah. I know you could go on and on about this all day, but we do appreciate you keeping it, you know, kind of short and sweet and in terms that everyone can understand. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, team. That sounds great. Really enjoyed it. And uh, again, uh, one of the things to keep in mind is just not to be overwhelmed. And if you're, mm-hmm. you're starting up with cybersecurity, um, you know, take off little chunks at a time and just start out with the basics. So that, that'll go a long way to help uh, help the firm out. Baby but yeah, great. Thanks so much. Had a great time and uh, look forward to talking to y'all soon. Yes. Sounds good. Thanks, Scott. So if you want to know more about us um, at Bland, you can visit us at blandcpa.com or check us out on social. You could also rate and review the podcast on whichever app you use to access the podcast. We would truly appreciate all of your, you know, five-star ratings and any oh, yes. testimonials you want to put out there. And if you share us on social, uh, make sure you tag us, and then you can be entered in to win some sweet bland swag. Yeah. All right. We can't sign off without Ashley. Oh, yes. I am told that you have a cybersecurity. Yes. So, Scott, I have a joke for us. (laughs) Are you there, Scott? Oh, no. He left us. I'm still here. Oh, he is still here. Okay, good. I was going to say, okay, so here's my joke Why was the computer cold? Ew, good question. <laughs> it left its windows open. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a good one. Okay, it's kind of cheesy, Great. but it's love a fun it. security one, I yes, guess. Yes, <laughs> I love it. All right. All right, yes. So thank you so much, everyone, that tuned in today. We are just very excited to be bringing you this podcast, and the information that we share is hopefully helpful to you in some way. I think today's topic was absolutely important and essential for everyone to have some level of an awareness about this. And uh, just like Scott recommended right at the very end, I think that was such a great point of don't feel overwhelmed or or think that this is is too daunting to take on. Mm -hmm. Just start somewhere a little bit at a time and get yourself more comfortable and more protected. And uh, this is just like Going to the dentist or <laughs> getting that car in for the oil change. You, oh my it's gosh. not fun sometimes, but it will save you something, trouble in the long run. Right, for something sure. you have to do. Yes. So, right. friends, with that, be informed, be inspired, and be awesome. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.